Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode of Joe McAdam is all about the most impactful drummers of all time. Not necessarily the most important or the best, but the most impactful. Without these drummers, we wouldn't know the bands that they play with. And Joe is one of my favorite people to talk about this type of stuff with, and that's why he's been on the show quite a bit since the global pandemic began. Another thing that's new since the global pandemic beginning is our Patreon account. Please consider donating at youmeetthemeverybody.com. It's in this podcast description and on our About page. Anything you can contribute is fantastic. I will spend $0 donating to You Me Them Everybody on drum equipment. Let's party. Joe, I am so glad you're willing to talk about this stuff with me. I realized over the last week that the thing that I miss most in this new era is not being able to have conversations like this like in passing like you have to plan out a time to talk about the most impactful drummers of all time yeah that's got to be in the schedule it can't just happen at a at a bar or pub yeah you have to make plans and record them (laughs) (laughs) so i'm very you could could have said just like hey man i'm gonna call you and we're just gonna talk about drummers dude (laughs) do you which is weirder than this oh yeah that's that's insane behavior (laughs) Yeah, totally. <laughs> Big time. So I'm kind of glad that I set this up 13 years ago, knowing that one day I might need to use it as a way to talk to people that aren't my son or my wife. Yeah, you got to plan ahead, and you did it. Yeah, so I'm living the dream. And so today we're talking about the most impactful drummers of all time. Now, this is not the best drummers of all time. This is not the most important drummers of all time. Impactful saying that without these drummers, you don't know the band. So... That caveat already takes away some of the greatest drummers of all time. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So before we go any further, I just want to make it clear that like Tony Allen is the most important Afrobeat drummer. Like, but he's not on this list because we still wouldn't know Fela without Tony Allen. Does that make sense? Yes, but all, we were, I was also told no singing drummers. No singing drummers. That's the other caveat. Therefore, no Karen Carpenter. No Levon Helm. No Sebastian from Death From Above. No, who else do I have on my list? Phil Collins. No Phil. No Phil Collins, even though Phil Collins' drum work is amazing. And without Phil Collins, you might not know Genesis. But he became their singer during their most successful commercial era. Phil Collins does not qualify for this list. Fair enough. This is a hard thing to do. And I may have stretched the rules, but I think I got some. I also just want to make it clear that if this was the most important drummers of all time, besides Tony Allen, Clyde Stubblefield would be on this, but James Brown was going to be a massive success regardless of whoever was behind him, and he proved that time and time again. Does that make sense? Yeah, there were plenty of times I came up with the drummer, and I was like, well, they're not the, the reason people know the band. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It's like the fifth reason. Yeah, like Sheila E is a really good example of that. Yeah, she's great. She's she's amazing. Um yeah, there's a there's a handful. Like, yeah, I don't, I forget which. I made like a gigantic list, and I was like, I just threw them all away. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun. How about you begin? Give me your number five. We're going in reverse order. For me, in terms of importance, for you, it doesn't matter. I don't care what you do. I'm just excited to hear your list. Okay. Yeah. No, I I went with it had to be. You know, um, I tried to go with it's the, probably the biggest reason you know the band is yes. is what I went with. So it's exactly. like tied directly to a band. So. Uh, Stephanie Uhlenberg of the Twisted Brown Trucker Band. That's Kid Rock's backup band. She had uh, a wild haircut. I feel like she had like really like 
like shaggy blonde hair and it looked really good in the Bout de Ba video. Mm-hmm. And I remember it like that. That is like, a oh, perfect yeah, pick. Drummer? That is a perfect pick yeah. because <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Without her and without Josie, I don't think we know who Kid Rock is. It's I mean like it's very possible the, the like the sideshow of what he was doing is what caused him to have the most uh I guess like I don't know, TV exposure. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could have given me um, a better pick because that was not even on my radar. As soon as you said it, though, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're 100% right. What a great pick. And I don't know if she's that great. She's probably she's probably a good drummer. I'm, I'm sure drumming for Kid Rock, you have to do a lot of different styles and stuff. Um, that I, I It's not like I listened to Bob with the bottom. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> These drums, dude. <laughs> That's not really what it, it is. But I do recognize her, and I do think about her all the time when I think about that video. Perfect pick. Mine is uh, super duper obvious. All of my picks are very, very obvious. It was my number one. It's now my number five. It's Neil Part from Rush. The only reason why it dropped from one to five is because they had already made it in some rock consciousness due to Working Man, who was by their first drummer. So mm-hmm. you can say that Rush certain circles would know Rush, but there's no way Rush would have amphitheater selling abilities for almost 40 years without main lyricist and amazing drummer Neil Peart. Yes, famed... Uh, he's the the vocally libertarian dude in the band, right? I think. All I know is they're good Canadians, and we should aspire to they're be more like Rush. good boy Canadians. And Getty Lee seems chill, too. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Actually, all of them seem like... Actually, Neil's... It's like the least, I mean, RIP, but he feels like he was the least chill of the, the whole band. Um, <laughs> There's a few Rush fans in my life. I will pull them once we are done recording. Because like uh, all I know about Alex Lifeson is that he was on an episode of Trailer Park Boys. And the only like outside stuff I know about Getty Lee is that he donated tons of autographed baseballs to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Uh, so he's like, a, he's like an obsessive baseball fan and like in... He loves like the history of baseball and stuff, and he donated a huge collection. That's uh, so like, great. Right, Getty seems all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Who's your number four? Um, I'm going with Travis Barker, but of the transplants. Because we already knew who Blink-182 was? Yeah, so he was the famous drummer that, got, that then went to another band, and he was in a more famous band than all the other guys in the transplants. That is such a bullshit pick. No, it's not. It <laughs> makes perfect sense. It does make sense, but it's such a caveat. That's such bullshit. Yeah. Blink- <laughs> it's hard to do this list. You, and you pick all the, the Neil Perts. <laughs> no, no, but that's the thing. There's so many more that almost made my list. There's another 10 that almost made my list, but all right, fine. Let's go with the transplants. All right. My number four, <laughs> I didn't say it had to be a good band. This never was it. No, but even the like, even the argument for Travis Barker is, is moot because we had already known Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, that should count for something. He 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 made a name for himself. Okay, my number four is. He didn't say you had to know because he was a you know the drumming. It's just he's kind of a celebrity. Horrible pick. Nine number four is Lars Ulrich. I don't think we know Metallica without Lars, and they are the most important metal band that's truly metal, not like blues rock metal like Sabbath, but they are metal. 
we don't know James and the rest of them without Lars. Absolutely. And, and for all the good and bad. Again, it's another one of those drummers, you know, where you're like, you're not very chill, are you? <laughs> Do you think Lars is going to have this later day appreciation because he was actually right about all the Napster stuff? Uh, No. Yeah, I don't think so. I highly doubt it. <laughs> He'll be like, that guy's still a dweeb. Yeah, there's too much. He's it's the the Billy Corgan effect where you're just like, for all the music you've made or whatever, people's impression is just gonna be like, God, this guy's a drag to be around. <laughs> yeah, but ama- but le- like legitimately an amazing drummer whose work is still really really great. Yeah, and the best thing about uh, him is the movie Some Kind of Monster, which oh, I can't. Every, anytime it comes up, I can't recommend it enough. It's, it rules. I think the, I told you I interviewed Joe Berlinger, and I was like, some kind of monster is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. He's like, oh, it's not a comedy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, but like those guys know. It's like, it's, you made a hilarious film. He's like, oh, no, it, it's, not a, it's not a comedy. He does not it's, <laughs> agree that it's one of the funniest documentaries of all time. I don't know how you can turn a camera on Lars Ulrich and not like think that that's just funny shit that's an adult great. man that's upset with his bandmates for not throwing him a surprise birthday party is always funny yeah that's is i mean that's as funny as is anything i've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> another reason why Lars maybe should be number one for being funny <laughs> yeah okay number three three i'm going with uh john fishman of the band fish they named the band after him that counts for everything that's you wouldn't even have the band name without him all right fair he played a a, a vacuum cleaner at their live show <laughs> so did eddie argos from art brute yeah so you can you can just play a vacuum it's fine that's good that's a good pick it was not on my list obviously my number three is quest love yeah that's the i think i, I was gonna i thought you maybe could, could put him or maybe I even asked if you'd, if you'd put him on your list. I put him on mine too. Yeah, he <laughs> he is. Um, the thing that the reason he's not number one is because we still might know the roots without Questlove. Yeah, but that's, I don't know if you. They'd be the same. It wouldn't be the same thing mm-hmm. at all, though. Because I, he's also such an encyclopedic drummer that he could have been like the modern day version of like the Stax house band drummer where he's just on like every hip hop record. And he sort of is on a ton of hip hop records and R and B records still as a full-time drummer of the roots and the full-time drummer of the tonight show. But does any of this happen without Questlove being behind the kit of the roots? I don't think so. Yeah. He seems to be very much the band leader and you know, he was my number. He's my number two. So I'll, I'll, I can, I'm just going to throw him out there too. Questlove of the roots. There's no way, the band has the same uh, cultural impact mm-hmm. or like place in everyone's brain without him. Not possible. My number two is incredibly, incredibly obvious. It's Dave Grohl. Once it's similar to the Rush, not ethos, but the Rush thought process where, yes, they had that first record with Chad Channing and they had the drummer from the Melvins once. Uh, Grohl entered the fray, but like without Grohl, there's not the massive success. Without Grohl, <laughs> Cobain is probably still alive, and they're probably still opening for Mud Honey. But that's neither here nor there. Dave Grohl is the rock and roll version of Thanks Questlove. A lot, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 
Yeah, it's just undeniable. Without Dave Grohl, we probably don't know Nirvana today. That's that's a bold statement. They, you don't think that uh, Nevermind would have would have popped off in the same way without him? No, and here's why: the With the Lights Out box set includes a few um, videos of rehearsals for the stuff that was on uh, Nevermind with Chad Channing and on drums, and it just it's good. But no, and the reason why the Grohl thing works so much is because. It was the closest we had come to seeing a real life version of the Muppets Animal, and it didn't matter the notes he was playing; it was the way he looked playing those notes. He's a fun drummer. So the Matt Cameron from Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Jimmy Chamberlain from the Pumpkins are way better drummers than Dave Grohl, but they don't look nearly as cool, <laughs> and like they're having as much fun. And there's no catharsis in watching them play the same way you have Grohl. Grohl is an image drummer in the best possible way, where if you're a kid, like you want to emulate that. Yeah, it looks like fun. I've done air drums to whatever he's mm-hmm. doing, for sure. It's It looks like a blast. And yeah, he's on. in all the documentaries like Questlove. Yeah, he's the rock and roll version of Questlove. Those are the two most important, like, whatever, you know, for our current culture, like, the most seen, and also they talk about everything all the time, drummer guys. So the only thing, if you're adding that caveat, yes, I agree with you, but in terms of, I think, most influential, I would go with your number four pick, which is Travis Barker. Uh, influential for just like drum or for music or for what for tr- playing or on a lot of other people's it. records and also like the kids like them more way more than like Grohl and Questlove like he's Travis Barker still like collaborating with the biggest DJs in the world and his imprint there might even be bigger than his implant on Blink-182 yeah he he kind of transformed into whatever like just became more popular for yeah. sure so that's why Travis Barker did not make my list because I think he would have made it regardless, just because he looked like that. You ready for this? This uh, this whopper of a number one. I'm waiting. Uh, Max Weinberg of the Max Weinberg Seven, not of the E Street Band. With Max Weinberg and the Max Weinberg Seven. Now here. I think you never know who the Max Weinberg Seven was without him, obviously. Um. And the, the entire identity of the band, essentially, was on TV every, you know, every night. Very funny. Um, you brought people in. I think, I think his involvement with uh, the Late Show, or Late Night with Conan O'Brien, uh, probably made some people fans of Bruce Springsteen, because they're like, who's this Max Weinberg guy? I don't <laughs> think you're wrong. He's... he's Bringing in people to Bruce. <laughs> that is a such a bullshit perfect pick. I love it. That's like when people say, what's your favorite drink? And everyone's like, Coke or Pepsi. And then somebody goes, water, because it makes up Coke and Pepsi. Like, that's the level <laughs> of... <laughs> oh, okay, and then am, I, am I finding out that I'm a wiener? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great pick. Shit. I actually consider, does, do we know Bruce Springsteen without... Max Weinberg, and the answer is obviously yes. But of course, uh, but you don't know the Max Weinberg Seven, and I don't think that that is BS. He no. brought an identity to whatever that band is yeah. because he's he's one of the funnier elements of that old show. He was very funny on it. Oh yeah, my yeah, number one him. is probably incredibly obvious, and the reason why I want to do this list it's Meg White. We don't know Jack White without Meg White, and the reason why I thought of this is because a week or two ago, they released something that was filmed in 
2005 of like the basement sessions thing out of London. Um, I think Nigel Godrich was part of it, and it's the the White Stripes playing uh, right around the time I get behind me, Satan, and it's so clear how much he needs her, and no one gives a shit about anything Jack White's ever done without the story of the White Stripes and Meg White. Yeah, that I mean, as good as that band is, and I do like them a lot. Um, they don't get where they are without the gimmick of it. No, at all. Like it's just, it's just. I mean, maybe they you you remember them on the level that you remember like I don't know, like the like the Mooney Suzuki or something. Yeah, where like, it's exactly that. Because if you have a very not competent, because Meg White's very competent, but if you have like a standard drummer, it's not exciting at all. Yeah, that was the identity of the band, and it was uh, great. It was I, that's the that's the most fun part of the band. <laughs> yeah, and that's not a knock on the band. It's great. Yeah, that's I like. I'm saying I like it. <laughs> <laughs> who 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 were your uh, just outside the top? Because uh, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that almost made my list. Oh man, I think I I forget. I, I erased them all. I don't have them in front of me. I. I want to say it was basically like your list, though. It was mostly that. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Well, Mick Fleetwood, else get... Mick Fleetwood just yeah, but the then list. I'm like he's the, but he's like the third most famous guy in the band. Like that's not, yeah, that can't make the list. John Bonham missed the list for the exact same reason that Ginger Baker made the list. It's uh, you have the Jimmy Page connection with the Yardbirds, you have the Eric Clapton connection with the Yardbirds, therefore. You're probably still going to know Cream. You're probably still going to know Zeppelin without those guys, even though those guys are like the reason Zeppelin and Cream are as good as they are. Yeah, you would. I think there's. Yeah, you would know that you'd know those bands otherwise, and they're not the f- most famous person in the band, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Chamberlain. I don't think we know the Smashing Pumpkins without Jimmy Chamberlain. It's a bold statement. I don't know if I agree. I mean, he's great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But Ringo like, Starr. You got a. All Dracula looking guy. Man, that's, that, people are like, "Whoa, I gotta watch this." <laughs> Ringo Starr. It's. I mean, it's two of the best songwriters of all time. Would they get there with another drummer? Probably. Probably, even though Ringo's drums are amazing and all the guys used them for their solo records for a good reason, it's kind of undeniable to say, like, "Yeah, you're not gonna know the Beatles without Ringo." You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, also he's kind of a goofy-looking guy. I think that, especially of that era, um, it, it was like uh, this band had this identity and they kind of had to have a goofy guy. And he was the goofy guy. Yeah, he had to. He got to be the goofy you guy. Plug now. in any he's goofy the, guy, though. That band still works. You do. I mean, here's my ideal version of the Beatles. Is you get uh, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison and uh, Ringo Starr, but the version from now where he advertises for Skechers. And that's the Beatles, baby. <laughs> Keith Moon. Keith Moon only because I think you still know them with like without the live presence of Keith Moon. That being said, if the Who came out the same time as Nirvana, the Who would be the Who and Nirvana would be the same. It's like you have a Muppet type drummer who's the reason why this is like crazy and fun with some relatively standard chord structures and like an amazing song, but like seeing the drummer play doing the crazy stuff is really fun. You know, now that you are talking about this, I'm, I'm one of us should have put 
animal uh, on the list. That the problem is that he's not the most impactful drummer because you would already have known that band without Animal. I don't know if without Animal behind the kit, are we really watching that band? Yes. I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm clicking away. I'm turning off. I'm, I'm zoning out, dude. <laughs> this was my number six, but I feel like we checked it with the Lars box. Was Tommy Lee from Motley Crue? Oh, you know what? He was on my rough list. Tommy Lee of. Uh, methods of mayhem but but he's a singer i guess he technically sings yeah i guess <laughs> that's a re- technicality and you know it <laughs> and then um these should be mentioned for duo reasons it's joe daniels of local h and patrick carney of the black keys i don't know if we know the black keys or local h without being a duo but could any drummer have been that drummer because as long as they're a duo they're gonna break through for novelty's sake does that make sense yeah, I don't. I don't know what the impact is because it's not the it's not the same as like Meg White. No impact. No. Um, and I don't. I I don't know. They're yeah. Both those bands are good, and the drumming is good. But it's not like, whoa, you gotta check this out. You know. Yeah. It's just a different. It's not like the attraction. No, but they're both very competent, very good drummers. Joe is a lot more like your Dave Grohl. Patrick is a little bit Dave Grohl meets Jimmy Chamberlain, like. It's there. They're very, very good, but I don't know. Um, yeah, and then I, 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 my other one that was on the list, I forgot. Again, disqualified due to a technicality, but uh, Brian Chippendale from Lightning Bolt because he he technically sings, yeah. but barely, <laughs> barely. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't make the list. But that was yeah. Those are the closest to the, the, that I got, and I would have squeezed him in had I, had I found a way. I was trying to think of any like house drummer, like Al Jackson Sr. from the Stax House Band. Like, is he the most impactful drummer? But like, no, because I had to look up his name. Yeah, the 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 drummer that was kind of like that that was close to my list was Bernard Purdy. Uh, uh, I was like, ah, he might, he's maybe famous enough on his own accord, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Like, he didn't, I don't think he like made a band famous. He just played with a lot of people. Yeah, same thing with like the great jazz drummers, your buddy Rich, Max Roach, Gene Krupa. All those guys are arguably more skilled than anybody on any of our lists, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. (laughs) Yeah. We should schedule another time to talk about, uh, about music and dudes and music. Yeah. I never, ever, ever (laughs) want to pick up a phone and call you to talk about this stuff. I mean, you do a little bit. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Let me say, hey, Joe, I'm on my way to daycare uh, pickup. Uh, do you want to talk about drummers for 20 minutes? <laughs> All right. Yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did this change your mind about anyone? Did this make you appreciate any other uh, drummers more or less? It made me go back and watch old clips of um, Max Weinberg on Conan. Did you watch the clip where Those he makes I love hear. to himself? Hey, yes. Uh, there's that. I, I would I big time recommend when they did a series of PSAs, uh, like the more you know kind of PSAs from the '90s, um, and Max's are all perfect. They're all great. Google them. You know what this is? It's a condom. And you know what else? I hate wearing them, so I'm not gonna anymore. No hooker's gonna tell me what to do. Three. 
You, Me, Them, Everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at you, me, them, everybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, you, me, them, everybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our about page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. At sign YMTE. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping. Friends and family I'll be keeping. Won't